Hi, Christian Yordanov here. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to tackle a pretty serious topic, but to be honest with you, we have to really stop uh, for those of us that are burying our heads in the sand and ignoring this very serious issue. We really need to stop. And please understand, I'm not trying to scare you with this information, okay? I'm trying to inform you because through only through education can we actually learn what the dangers and risks are and how to protect ourselves and, and our children because they're much more vulnerable, especially small kids. So that's the, that's the topic of discussion today. Um, before, before I start, I just wanted to uh, let you know I was recently interviewed on, on the Tinfoil Hat podcast with Sam Tripoli. I think it's episode 563 of the Tinfoil Hat podcast. Uh, really had a blast with the guys. Uh, please do check that out. We talk all kinds of things from vaccines to nutrition, protecting ourselves from toxic things and food and and so on. And um, it's not all serious talk, so there's a little bit of we have a little bit of fun as well. So check that out, please. Shout out to. Shout out to uh, Sam and and the boys there, XG and um, uh, and Johnny, awesome guys. Um, and if you're uh, coming, if you're listening to this coming from the Tinfo Hat uh, listeners, shout out to you. Welcome. Please, you know, stick around. There'll be a lot, a lot more content in the future related, not just to health, but all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say. In case I haven't uh, rammed rammed it home enough, I do have a book that's out there on autism, Autism Wellbeing Plan, How to Get Your Child Healthy. It's aimed at parents with small children, uh, with uh, either that are autistic or that are suspected of being on the spectrum. Uh, a lot of value to be had there for those folks. So if you could please share this book or buy it for a friend or a, fa a family member who is affected, uh, I, I would be most grateful for your help in spreading this vital information. And you can, of course, direct them to my other podcast, uh, Autism and Children's Health, where there's a ton of free resources. And also anyone that buys the book, um, I'm going to have a members area on my website where they get three video courses on gluten-free, casein-free diet, supplementation, uh, children's supplementation, and uh, the health challenges that autistic children suffer from. So there'll be a lot of free resources there for 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 all parents, but uh, uh, particularly useful for parents with autistic children. And I also wanted to say I offer health a health consulting service. Check out my website. Link is in the description. If you or a loved one or your child have some health complaint that's been long standing and you've not been able to find relief, uh, please get in touch with me. I'm, I'm still offering free 15-minute uh, discovery calls for now. I just published some really extremely competitively priced um, package deals for three, six, and 12 months on the website. So I think you will, if you understand the value of this health consulting, especially coupled with lab testing and stuff like that, um, if you understand the value of the health consulting service, you, you will definitely appreciate the deep discount that is there for now. So please do check that out. Avail of it until, you know, until it's, the, while it's there. 
And yeah, without further ado, let's talk about uh, environmental toxins and what what are the risks. What, what, I, just, I just want to give you, it's another one of these subjects that I could really ramble on and just chew your ear off for hours and hours. So I'm going to try to keep this fairly short and give you some, this is some information from the textbook of natural medicine, which has, uh, you know, I've uh, referenced many times before and I use it a lot in my work. It's really a lot. There's a lot of really good information there. So uh, a little preamble. The 20th century, with its promise of better living through chemistry, resulted in a host of chemical toxicant-related illnesses, referred to here as environmental illnesses. We are experiencing the relatively new medical diagnoses of sick or closed building syndrome and multiple chemical sensitivity, both of which are known to be related to overexposure to environmental contaminants. Now listen to this carefully. The rate of asthma, allergy, autism spectrum disorder, and attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, as well as childhood brain tumors, obesity, and diabetes are all skyrocketing in concert with the level of environmental pollution. Indeed, most of the primary chronic non-infective health problems plaguing our modern world have been linked to the growing environmental burden found in all people. Included in this list are the most common cardiovascular, respiratory, neurological, immunological, and endocrine problems. I'm just going to let that sink in. So the more in this... This includes cardiovascular, respiratory, neurological, immunological, and endocrine problems. Pretty much anything you can think of, almost. Right? This is the prevalence of these conditions and diseases is in is pretty much increasing in tandem with the uh, exposure or the levels of of these uh, pollutants toxic uh, chemicals and heavy metals being released into the environment. Uh, a principle you need to understand here is the in environmental medicine, which is the, the, this the stuff related to, you know, toxic exposure, stuff like that. They talk about uh, total load, okay? So when we say total load, you have to understand most people, even if they have <clears throat> like any like uh, most conditions right they didn't have like a an acute exposure that's and they suddenly got mercury poisoning or like some chemical uh got into their food and they got acutely poisoned <clears throat> the issues seen in most people most of the time are a product of total load so chronic low or medium or high levels of exposure that could take months, weeks, months, years. So, uh, a quote from the book, in most cases, the symptom initiating exposure was merely the one that tipped the individual's total load over the edge, quote-unquote, leading to a health crisis. 
Environmental, environmental medicine takes into account the possible synergism of total load of all toxicants and toxins as a causative factor in illness. So in simpler terms, that means is uh, you might know that. So uh, you have, a let's say, an environmental toxin, let's say aluminum or a chemical like uh, 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 PVC or whatever. Um, and in by themselves, they're toxic enough. They have uh, various mechanisms of toxicity in the body. But some of them have synergistic effects. So they, together, they, one plus one does not equal two. It, it can equal three or four or five. So together, they cause even more damage in some cases. And the thing is, we're exposed to these chemicals in our in the womb, right? Mercury, um, you, you're exposed to mercury in the womb, and many many of these compounds they can easily cross the placental barrier. Okay, so now you got a baby. You're a baby. You're born. You you've been ex not through no fault of your mother, right? You you it's just a fact of life, especially especially like kids being born now, as opposed to twenty years, thirty, forty years ago, fifty, a hundred years ago. Every ten years, if you if you were able to like analyze it all, you will see a higher uh, exposure and body burden rate for people. Body burden rate for people. It's just that's that's a product of industrialization and all this stuff so now you're born with a, already with a body burden okay and some in some people will be a little in some in some people will be more and now you you have daily exposures to these um chemicals heavy metals and uh, pollutants in the air in the food uh water it's in the personal care products, cleaning products. Again, that's kind of an air type of uh, exposure. Okay, so it's a constant thing. This is a constant thing. If you're a, if you're a parent, you have to understand this. And I actually talked about this on the Tinfoil Hat podcast when I was being interviewed, and I talk about this in my book and in some on my Autism and Children's Health podcast. Is children are smaller. So the same amount of a toxic exposure will be much more detrimental to a small child than to an adult, a full, fully grown adult. Um, children, you know, like small kids, they have these mouthing and crawling behaviors that can put them at higher risk of ingesting uh, toxic stuff. And, you know, like uh, in, in uh, infants, the blood-brain barrier is not fully formed, I believe, until six months of age. So that that further increases risks. Okay. So this is what I, this is why I'm I'm gonna title this episode. We need to take this stuff seriously or face dire consequences. Now, what what are some factors that will affect how much? these toxic exposures 
will affect you or your children. So there's a number of factors that if they're in your favor or not, whether they're in your favor or not, will either cause you to have more vulnerabilities or less, right? So genetics is one thing. So certain people have genetic variation in certain um, enzymes in the liver related to to, uh, detoxification. And having these uh, what are known as polymorphisms in the in the genes, specific genes, can reduce the ability of the body to metabolize and excrete these uh, toxicants. Right, that's one thing. So that certain folks have a genetic predisposition, and then if you have the genetic predisposition, the toxins they kind of pull the trigger, so that your genetics load the gun. And your environment pulls the trigger. That's like a, an adage related to genetics and epigenetics. Now, another thing is nutrient deficiencies. A lot of folks, even listening to, to this, I'm sure, are deficient in a number of nutrients or are not getting enough of certain things. For example, enough protein. Lots of people don't eat enough protein every day. And in protein is... Uh, amino acids, the building blocks of protein. And these, um, some of them, like cysteine, glycine, they're used to um, uh, create antioxidant compounds that are used in the detoxification system, right? Glutathione, the the master antioxidant of the cell as it's known, is one example, right? And this leads me to the next point is dietary choices, right? So the amounts and ratios of proteins, fats, and carbohydrates can either enhance or inhibit the clearance of toxicants from the bloodstream. Other factors include emotional, mental, and spiritual stressors. So stresses from family, jobs, society, relationships, etc. can directly affect health, toxin toxin clearance, and clinical reaction to environmental toxicants. Lifestyle choices, of course. So, the uh, sleep, right? The the type of exercise you get, where you get your exercise. Think about this: if you live in a fairly big city, <clears throat> or uh, even a small city, but you go out and you do a jog in in the traffic on the sidewalk, and there's cars all around you, that is not a good idea. Uh, if you're doing that now. Listen, please, please reconsider. There's other options. Get a a nice HEPA air filter, put it in your living room or your room, and do jumping squats and squats and burpees, and get your exercise at home, get your fix at home, uh, or if possible, go somewhere where the air is much cleaner. So that's a lifestyle choice, right? Other lifestyle choices, obviously, um, recreational drugs, stuff like that, they can have uh, sources of exposure there. So your overall health and wellness really affects your ability to, to deal with it. The, the less healthy you are, the less of a shock you can take to the system. If you're very healthy and metabolically and everything and well-nourished, you could be exposed to a lot of to, uh, chemi- heavy heavy metals, chemicals, whatever, 
to a lot, uh, you could be exposed to a lot of them, and you might not even feel anything. It could take a lot for you to even start uh, uh, feeling symptoms, right? Or you you just shake it off. Your, your your body deals with it in a few days somehow, and and you you deal with it. But if you're in a poor state of health, very small things can can trigger issues. In fact, like with with autistic kids, um, generally they have a lot of health underlying health imbalances, met- metabolic, uh, physiological, and otherwise, and they're actually very sensitive to the to their environment. And and uh, yeah, the, that's why you can you can see big variability in, in symptoms over the course of a day. Other things like infections, disease, organ function, the health of your organs, your tissues, your cells. Health, they have this has all of these have a profound um, influence on the ability to clear toxicants efficiently. So that goes back to overall health. Um, if you are healthy, you'll be able to clear out toxicants more efficiently, and you ha- you you just be more resistant to the damage. Right. And if you have this gut dysbiosis, as I've talked about in previous um, episodes, if you have gut dysbiosis, these pathogenic organisms they excrete or secrete. Um, metabolites and exudates and whatnot that uh, can be inflammatory, can be toxic, and uh, the, obviously that adds to your total load, right? And because your your body has to try to do something about neutralize all of this. <clears throat> and uh, one final sort of thing I'll, I'll add is EMFs, electromagnetic field exposure, that can also add to your total load. So you probably know, maybe you don't, but like there was quite a famous um, study where they they basically um, they they tested. uh, I believe it was the um, the feet, uh, uh, the umbilical cord blood and they found like a ton of toxins that were present already right so we know we are we are exposed from a very early age to this stuff right but i'm just gonna share with you some some other details right more about the the adverse health effects that some studies have found so basically, we can categorize the three major um, types of uh, toxicities associated with things like pesticides, heavy metals, and so on, chemicals. So we're talking immunotoxic, so toxic to the immune system, neurotoxic, toxic to the brain, the nervous system, um, neuro, uh, uh, and 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 endocrinotoxic, so toxic to the body's hormone systems, right? In terms of immunotoxicity, the signs and symptoms of immunotoxicity are very often the first to occur, right? So if you get a bunch of exposures or over time they start to pile up, pile up, pile on, and you you can't 
uh, your body doesn't can deal with them because you don't have energy. You know your your state of health and vitality is low. You're not getting all the nutrients you need. You have deficiencies, imbalances, and so on. The first thing is so uh, it will be some type of immunotoxic uh, uh, presentation, right? This this means this this can mean things like chronic infections, for example, right? So a lot of people, if you get sick very often, okay, that there could be some type of long long term toxic body burden that your body is just is just starting to get overwhelmed by, and what what will happen is you just get sick more often. Your immune system is suppressed. The the some of these toxic compounds are immunosuppressive, right? Um, and other things like uh, again, e uh, immune dysregulation type um, issues, so allergies, asthma, chemical sensitivities, and as far as even as autoimmune type stuff, so autoimmunity. Very often, the first manifestation of immunotoxicity can be seen as the development of some type of asthma or allerg allergic type uh, issues. But you also have um, skin issues as well. So things like uh, uh, organophosphate, uh, organ organophosphate pesticides, chlorinated pesticides, solvents, combustion byproducts as well. They, they can uh, cause atopic reactions as well. Yeah, so... Um, so many many of these toxins, they're basically very potent suppressors, immune immune system suppressors suppressors. So examples, uh, DDE. So that's a meta the main metabolite of dichloro, diphenyltrichloroethane, which is DDT. Uh, chemicals produced by combustion polyaromatic hydrocarbons, so PAHs, they've been shown to have uh, a depressive, depressing effect on the immune system, okay? I'm just trying to, I'm wondering how, how much detail I need to go into. I'm just going to skim a lot of these things. So here's more snippets, right? This is, again, uh, there's research cited for all of these statements. In terms of allergy and asthma, Traffic-related air pollutants increase the risk of one-year-old children becoming allergic to both foods and airborne allergens. As children continue to be exposed to vehicular exhaust, their risk of developing food allergies by age four increases by 200, uh, 230%, far higher than their risk of having pollen Allergies by that age, 83% increase. Multiple studies have demonstrated a clear association between vehicular exhaust, vehicle exhaust, and asthma in both children and adults. Children living in areas with denser traffic were 250% more likely to present to a local emergency department with asthma. The spikes of asthmatic symptoms in children rise with daily spikes of vehicle pollution and can persist for up to two days after a spike. 
when exposure to high traffic was combined with mycotoxin or mold contamination, exposure in home in the home, the risk for asthma went from 75% increase to 5.8-fold increase. That's hundreds of percent. Okay? We gotta protect the kids. Listen, we have to like understand. If you live in an area with a lot of traffic, you need to shut your windows, keep them shut, and you have to have good air filters. And they're not expensive. A HEPA air filter that uh, filters particles down to three microns in size, uh, you can get you can get them for twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, a hundred bucks. You can get better ones for bigger spaces that you have. Get one for the living room, for your child's room, for your own room, um, for you know your in indoor office if you work at home. It's a good investment. L- listen to this now about diesel diesel vehicles. So diesel vehicles, which are most closely associated with these immunological effects, comprised seventy seventy percent of all new vehicle sales in France and fifty percent in the rest of Europe in twenty ten. Okay, that's kind of old stats. Da-da-da. Okay, so diesel exhaust particles (DEPs). So diesel exhaust particles interfere with immune system regulation by su- suppressing nuclear factor kappa B. Basically, a ton of um, um, technical bits and pieces. But point is, uh, these diesel exhaust particles interfere with immune system regulation by suppressing or reducing various um, immune uh, uh, system messengers, uh, uh, cytokines, and, and so on. Now, in the textbook of natural medicine, they also talk about uh, chemically induced autoimmune states. Okay, so that's another risk factor. So we have published research that already has shown that particulate matter, again, like air pollution and stuff, diesel exhaust, BPA, bisphenol A, trichloroethylene, cigarette smoke, PCBs, uh, have been linked to conditions of increased TH17, which has been clearly linked to increased rates of autoimmune disorders. More, more uh, not so fun facts. Elevated levels of particulate matter containing particulate matter containing traffic-related air pollution have been associated with circulating levels of anti-DS DNA a classic marker for systemic lupus erythematosus erythematosus sorry erythematosus jesus christ erythematosus it's even harder to say than ankylosing spondylitis okay so persons exposed to higher levels of uh, particular matter 2.5 in quebec were more likely to have systemic lupus uh, erythematosus or one of the other autoimmune connective tissue disorders, Sjorgen syndrome, scleroderma, polymyositis, or dermo- dermatomyositis. You know, in 50 years, if we don't stop this, in 50 years, we're going to run out of weird-sounding terms to call all of these new conditions that, that are going to start appearing and continue appearing.
Okay, that, so that, that was immunotoxicity. And again, I've, I'm already half an hour into it. Let's talk neurotoxicity. This is super important because I think a lot of people, they, especially men, they, they don't care about this stuff. And this is what I'm trying to educate people because you, you have to care. You might not feel these toxic effects, but your children will, your wife, your partner will. Right, you you you're strong and big and blah blah blah. You can handle it, but people around you might be more vulnerable. So we need to protect them at the very least. So we need to step into our man, you know, our responsibility as adults, as fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters, whatever, and protect our those around us that may may not have this knowledge and and the the know how and the wherewithal to protect themselves. Okay. Our, Kids especially, big one. Look at all the childhood conditions, how they've skyrocketed the last 30 years. What do you think? It's genetic? Like genes change in 30 years, 20 years? No, no. In one generation, two generations? No, no. It's, this, this is the, one of the biggest culprits to the, to the state of every, like every second person having a chronic health problem. So neurotoxicity. The neurological system, again, so neurological, let's let's just think brain, central nervous system, this kind of stuff, uh, nervous system in general. The neurological system is also a frequent target for xenobiotic compounds. Some patients will present primarily with neurotoxicity symptoms, whereas others may exhibit immunotoxicity signs and symptoms first. The most common neurotoxicity symptoms include reduced cognitive functioning, often referred to by the patient as brain fog or crooked brain, right? I know a lot of adults that are complaining about brain fog, headache, lots of adults with with headache, memory problems. Oh, you're just getting old, they say. I'm just getting older and my, you know, mood disorders, okay? Tremors, balance problems, and anxiety can also be present. Those are slightly more, how do we say, um, uh, I guess, disconcerting um, uh, symptoms. So the nervous system is a unique target for toxic agents in several ways. So the basically the, the neurons, the brain cells, the nervous system cells, they don't divide, right? They don't get replaced. So when it's killed, a nerve cell is killed, a neuron is killed by toxins, it cannot regenerate like other cells. Okay? So the blood-brain barrier, which is tissue in the brain that uh, protects regions of the brain, it does not block certain um, substances. Okay? Because the normal function of the nervous system requires the action of a complex integrated network damage to even a small portion of the ser- of the nervous system uh, sometimes can result in marked effects on function okay neurons are dependent on glucose and oxygen some cell bodies exist at borderline levels of oxygen if high energy demands are placed on a system and the delivery of oxygen is reduced then cell death may occur because of the high lipid content myelin so there's an accumulate okay so because of the high lipid content or myelin in myelin there is 
an accumulation and storage of lipophilic xenobiotics. So just to kind of translate that a little bit, basically a lot of these toxic uh, substances, they're uh, lipophilic, which means fat-loving. So they have an affinity to to bind to bind and, and get stored in, in uh, tissue that, that is made of fatty acids and lipids, okay? So they, they can accumulate, the uh, toxins accumulate in, in our fat cells and, and uh, that's not a good thing. That's why I, I always advise people, if you've got a lot of weight to lose, don't, please, for the love of God, don't do what most people do and try to lose it super fast. Because you're those those cells, you're mobilizing all those toxins in your cells, and where they're gonna end up? They're gonna end up in like in your brain, in your nervous system. Some will get excreted. A lot of a lot of them will. Uh, if there's a lot of them, they will overwhelm your antioxidant systems, and they're gonna sh- uh, just just cause havoc in in your body. Um, please, if you want to lose weight, uh, you gotta do it. You gotta do it smart. If you need help with this kind of stuff, uh, schedule a 50-minute consultation with me. They're still free, like I said, for now. Um, I, I've been through this. I've, I've, I've had clients where we've, I've seen firsthand uh, what someone, a man losing a lot of weight fast, what it did to his uh, testosterone was shot. His estrogen was up and through the almost through the roof, and his endogenous antioxidants were completely depleted after a, a, a huge weight loss. And when I say huge, I'm talking maybe ten kilograms, uh, twenty pounds, nine kilograms, twenty pounds, that kind of thing. A couple more points: so neurons have a high surface area, therefore increased exposure to toxic compounds, neuroinflammation is fairly easy to start and very difficult to alleviate. So once that's the vicious cycle, uh, as it were. If you if you get something that's inflammatory, even in the gut or in, in the nervous system, whatever, it you start that, it's like a, a, a spark starting a fire. It's easy to, to start the fire, but extinguishing the fire now becomes a challenge for you. Unfortunately, a great many of the common toxic uh, substances out there in our bodies and in our bodies are potent neurotoxins. Okay, so <laughs> Jesus, this is not even it's not even uh, funny. All of the major classes of pesticides kill by virtue of their neurotoxic effects. Let me repeat that for you. All of the major classes of pesticides kill pests by virtue of their neurotoxic actions okay so i if you go back i i had a, a solutions talk episode where i talk about why you need to uh, switch over to organic food as soon as possible here's here's a very very good reason and think about if you have a child with a with a condition like autism and and um anything neurological or you or you you know or you have some you know some of these kind of brain fog and fatigue and stuff like that you are a very good candidate for an all organic diet you you seem to, you, in this instance it should be the first and the and the most 
the, the first thing you do and the the most uh, energy resources and investment should be poured into that before you consider supplements or even lab tests and stuff like that. Okay, some technicalities here we won't go into. I think it's just enough to to to, to read all of the major classes of pesticides kill pests by virtue of their neurotoxic actions, right? That's If that doesn't terrify you and it doesn't make you think about the food you put in your body and you let your child, children put in their bodies, I don't know what will. Other common pollutants are, are indirect neurotoxins and affect neurological system. The, the, the neuro, Sorry, let me start again. Other common pollutants are indirect neurotoxins and affect the neurological system adversely by causing neuroinflammation, okay? Resulting in cognitive decline, mood imbalances, pain disorders, and chronic neurological diseases, okay? Uh, okay, it's, there's some. There's been a, some studies where, so for, I'll give you an example. This, these are more extreme cases when they looked at greenhouse workers who were exposed to organophosphate pesticides, these folks exhibited higher incidences of depression, headache, tremors, and paresthesias. Polish female greenhouse workers exposed to organophosphates exhibited longer reaction time, reduced motor steadiness than unexposed workers. They also reported increased tension depression, and fatigue more often than controls. Dutch farmers and gardeners who used organophosphates frequently had a much higher risk of developing mild cognitive dysfunction than others. Farmers repeatedly exposed to organophosphates from sheep dip showed much greater vulnerability to psychiatric disorders than the controls which were quarry workers. They also performed worse than controls on cognitive testing that assessed attention span and how fast they processed information. None of the persons in any of these studies fit the definition the definition of acute organophosphate poisoning as said by the field of toxicology. <clears throat> okay. So a study of persons previously poisoned by organophosphates revealed that organophosphate-induced neurotoxicity can persist after the incident, manifesting as problems with memory, abstraction, intellectual functioning, mood, and motor reflexes. They also had greater distress and complaints of disability. We're just talking about pesticides here, folks. We're not even talking about things like uh, plasticizers, heavy metals, you know, a bunch of other endocrine-disrupting compounds. We're just pesticides here. We haven't even started heavy metals. In fact, I'm I'm gonna let me see what else. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave that section there. I'm gonna. So that was neurological toxicity. We covered immunotoxicity of the immune system. Covered neurological of the nervous system, the brain, and I will briefly touch on endocrine toxicity. So the most Endocrine relate, uh, means relating to the hormone systems of the body. So the most common endocrine diagnoses associated with xenobiotic burden include the following. And in case 
I probably didn't define xenobiotic. I'm sure you 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 understand what it means, but xenobiotic is a, a external sort of uh, compound that that is toxic to the body. That's how we're that's what we're referring to when we say xenobiotic. So, the most common endocrine diagnoses associated with xenobiotic burden include the following: infertility, both male and female. Infertility. Low testosterone in males less than 55 years of age. Hypothyroidism, especially autoimmune. Adult onset diabetes and obesity. So these, this might come as a little bit of a surprise to, to many folks. They, a lot, I think a lot of people... They basically think that uh, uh, obesity and diabetes is basically just you eating too much or you're eating too much carbs or too much sugar. But there's many other factors at play. In fact, there was some research I was looking at related to, to um, uh, adult onset type 2 diabetes and um, I think POPs, pers persistent organic pollutants, were a risk factor for developing type 2 diabetes that was, in fact, the the risk was quantified as, I believe, higher than obesity. And I, I will actually do a probably a short segment in the future on, on that, diabetes. But um, yeah, you think toxins, they're just like things that you have to detoxify, they kind of poison you. If you get a lot of them, then you might have symptoms. No, these are uh, dozens and probably hundreds of different chemicals that we have some type of exposure every day. It could be very little, but like like we said, they're they're lipophilic. They like to accumulate in fat tissues. They like to accumulate in places that are, are not beneficial for us, and um, like uh, you know myelin or um, uh, neurological tissue and whatnot. So. You really. This is why I'm. This is why I'm telling you. You have to start taking this stuff seriously. Like there's people, there's folks still that don't even have a good water filter out there, and uh, many, most of those folks can't afford it, right? Many folks can't afford a hundred bucks for a, a an air filter for at least for their bedroom, but they spend their resources on on other things because they, it's not a high enough priority for them. To divert some resources to 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 this to better food to you know organic food and um, better water and and making some efforts to reduce uh, toxic exposures around the home, reducing use of plastics, uh, um, st stopping the use of al aluminum um, uh, pots and pans. There's a, lo a lot of stuff that um, you know I I cover in my autism book, and I I will of course have much more much more um, resources in the future. Just stay tuned. It's not all doom and gloom. I'm all about setting the stage, educating you why it's important, and then we can talk about solutions because like I like I, I say sometimes, is if I just tell you what we ought to do for, for better health and all that stuff, a lot of people will be like, well, that's either too expensive or too much effort or... Um, uh, there's no justification, so I'm. I need to justify some uh, some of these things that I I recommend to people. You know, like investing in a reverse osmosis system, uh, investing in a, a air filter, 
uh, investing in organic food, investing in supplements that support the antioxidant system, detoxification, doing detoxes periodically, and so on and so forth. Okay. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of stuff we can talk about uh, in terms of fertility, low testosterone, uh, diabetes, obesity. I think I'm I will do that in future episodes. So I'm gonna wrap it up here. Uh, I think the 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 wrap up is this. We have to start taking toxic exposure seriously, especially if we have small children. Okay, if we don't take steps to protect them, who's gonna take steps to protect them? We cannot keep. Uh, playing Russian roulette with our health and our children's health. If you, for a second, think that the incidence of autism and all these conditions, asthma, autoimmunity, uh, infertility uh, rates rising, if you think these are genetic, they are not genetic. There's environmental stuff going on, and we have to start educating ourselves and others. Have to spread the word. Please share this with other folks. Please share. If if you think that they will find it useful and they and that they have the the eyes to see and the ears to hear, not everyone is ready. But if you're ready, um, like I said, there will be in my autism book. There's uh, a whole chapter on reducing uh, toxic exposures. I will definitely have something in the future soon uh, on and and look, you can always go on on do an article search how to reduce toxic exposures. A lot of it is common sense. Just it's not common practice, so we have to practice the knowledge that we acquire, put it into action. Okay, so yeah, um, again, if you need health consulting, check out the 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 the, the packages I've published uh, on the website today. I'm sure you will find the value for money ratio is really really good. If I do say so myself, we've had some really amazing results with people over the over the past few years. So, um, yeah, I'd be glad to help you if I can. And, yeah, that's it. Christian Jordanov signing off. See you on the next episode.